Oak City Move is a podcast on 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people creating positive change in the triangle and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to our blog at blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC881. 88.1 WKNC. That song you just heard was Newspaper Girl by Cheats. Um, and that one was in theme with the people we have in the studio here today. Connor Bolander, Managing Editor of Technician, and Jonathan Carter, Editor-in-Chief of Technician. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. So tell us, what is Technician? Technician is the student newspaper of North Carolina State University. It's been running since 1920, and we currently publish twice a week in print and 24-7 online. Okay, so tell me what... Does technician cover like just student news, national news, what? So we cover anything and everything that's relevant and important to NC State students. Um, so we specifically have four writing sections, news, arts and entertainment, opinion and sports. And, you know, we also do photography, videography and design, things like that. But we really specifically focus on things that are important for college students, specifically NC State students to hear. Our opinion section, for example, you know, specializes in writing opinions and columns and commentary that is very relevant to us um, as NC State students. And news will cover things um, about retention and graduation and, and, and breaking news and events that are happening on campus. So while we do sometimes delve into, you know, statewide and nationwide things, it's really concentrated and very much focused on what's important for the student body of NC State. So what are your roles within the publication as editor-in-chief and managing editor? So editor-in-chief, you know, I kind of wear all of the hats. But if I could break it down into just, you know, a few short bullet points, it would be my main responsibilities of, number one, being ultimately responsible and being the only person responsible for all of the content that Technician produces. This is everything from columns, commentaries, uh, news articles, to even to photographs, videos, and all designs. Anything that we publish in print or online, I am directly responsible for as editor-in-chief. Another important uh, part of my job is being the outward face of our newspaper to the uh, campus community and NC State, Raleigh, North Carolina, and being the person that has those connections with people around campus and other student leaders, faculty members, and other NC State leaders. Of course, the job that is behind the scenes is, you know, running the editorial board. I am responsible for all the members of the editorial board, hiring them, and making sure that, you know, we are doing what we need to be doing. But the most important part of that is me giving them what they need. I see myself, most importantly, as a facilitator for them, you know, whatever they need. I tell them, you know, hey, just come to me, say, hey, Jonathan, I need this to do this story. Hey, Jonathan, you know, I, I need to do this. Can you get the okay for that? And I think that's, you know, other than the other two, the most important part of my job is really being that facilitator and being able to give our editors whatever they need to make the best journalism that they can. And then so for managing editor, what what's the job kind of like? I am the person that Jonathan calls when he locks his keys in the office. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, one of his many talents and duties. But for the most part, I handle, I don't want to say the boring stuff, but what most people think of as the boring stuff, the paperwork and everything that deals with the day-to-day, making sure that everyone is doing their job in the most efficient and effective way possible. I don't really deal a whole lot with the content that goes through our paper. I read it and I have to approve a lot of it, but as far as the direction and 
the angle that we're taking, I don't have a whole lot to do with that so much as the style and the specifics. Okay, so for most people listening in, especially those that aren't students at NC State or don't really have much affiliation to NC State, I guess the biggest question is why should they care about a student newspaper? It's just students writing it. It's not, you know, an official news publication. Right. And, you know, we don't cover, like I said, state politics a whole lot. And we certainly don't cover things like national politics and national things that are happening. And like I said, we're really focused on NC State as a community. But yes, we're a student newspaper, but we're also a community newspaper serving the NC State student population, faculty and staff. And, you know, that's upwards of 35,000 people. So we actually serve a larger constituency than a lot of small town newspapers or small county newspapers across the United States. So why should you care? Because a large population of North Carolina's college students read our newspaper, they go to this university, and I think most importantly, the people reading our newspaper going to NC State are going to be the workforce of tomorrow if they're not already right now. You know, a lot of college students are working jobs, you know, leaders and business leaders, engineers, anything right now, and they're certainly going to be down the road. So I think it's incredibly important to look at student newspapers, see what they're publishing, things like that, because the people who are writing those articles, the people who are running that newspaper and reading that newspaper are going to be the people that are writing, you know, the articles of the New York Times in a couple of years, the people that are leading big businesses in a few years. So... So what is, so both of you have obviously gone from lower positions, so as writer and, and a copy editor, all the way up to the higher up. So what is it like just being an everyday writer or copy editor for Technician? Well, I started out as a copy editor, and I've done some writing, but most of what I did as a copy editor was working in the office, which is very different than being a writer, because being a writer is a lot more going out, going to events, talking to people outside, but the environment in the office, to me, was just so welcoming, and it was the best opportunity that I've ever had to develop like relationships and professional skills at college. And so I would say, in general, I felt like I was, not to be corny, but like part of a family. Okay, this is like the theme for today's two-hour segment, not to be corny, but blank. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue, sorry. Um, but yeah, again, not to be corny, but <laughs> I felt really welcomed. I felt like I had people that I could work with, that I could develop myself into a reporter or an editor or whatever I wanted to do down the line. I wasn't sure when I started, but now I think I have a pretty good idea, pretty good idea of what I want to do at the paper. How about you, Jonathan? So I started, um, like all of our writers do, at the lowest level of correspondency. Lowest I, of the low. The lowest of the low. I started as a lowly news reporter. My first assignment was covering the engineering career fair back in 2000, I guess it was 16, um, February of that year. Um, but Connor's bringing up through the newsroom was a lot different than mine. Like he said, I was always in the field. I worked for the news section. Um I wrote a, an opinion column to finish my correspondency and dabbled in opinion a little bit, but I've always been a news reporter since I started working here. That's my background. That's what I did. Um, and from the minute I started, um, I absolutely loved it. I, I went to the career fair and it was a pretty boring assignment. But <laughs> I, I did that one last year, actually. It was, it was really boring. Sorry, engineers that are listening, but it's really boring. Yeah, I think all career fairs are probably boring events to cover anyway, but um, I found that 
Um, I really had a passion for talking to people that way and like hearing them out and being, you know, a public servant of sorts uh, by being a news reporter to uh, the university community. So I finished correspondency as fast as I could because I wanted to be a staff writer. And I had the privilege of being selected to be on the editorial board last year as assistant news editor. And I came into the position knowing just a little above absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> as most of us do. Absolutely. A technician. <laughs> but, um, you know, just like in the real world, of especially journalism, you're thrown into things that you don't know how to do and you've just got to figure it out. Um, being a reporter is all about thinking very fast, thinking on your feet and learning as much as you can in as little time as possible. So um, I rose through that, became news editor, and then, like I said, have the honor of um, becoming editor-in-chief. But that I'm still, you know, at base a reporter. And while I don't, you know, do very much of it anymore, it's still very much my passion. um, And I've loved every single minute of it. So what's the hardest part about being a news writer? There's a lot of hard parts. <laughs> um, probably, well, let me break it down. So <laughs> It's uh, a complex job. It, 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 I, I can speak from experience. Yeah, it's you, a you really... Know the job. You know the job. But it's a lot different from the other sections. There's not, a, there's not a schedule of things that you have to do. You don't know when things are going to come up. You've got to be ready 24-7 at a moment's notice. And That is probably the most difficult part for me personally, just because, you know, I'm a college student like all of our other writers. We're all college students. So, you know, we've got most of the time full-time class loads on top of getting a phone call from our editors at 2 o'clock in the morning saying, hey, there's a building on fire. You need to go investigate this. So that's very difficult. Another thing that's very difficult is figuring out what you think, you know, the student body needs to know and what, what is most important. Because our resources, you know, we're not the New York Times. We're not a national newspaper. We don't have hundreds of reporters. So we can't know everything all the time. And it's really difficult to say, you know, yes, this is really important. But, you know, maybe we don't have the resources to cover it right now. You know, maybe we can't do that investigative story this week. Maybe that has to be pushed to next week. And I think that's a problem for both our reporters, our writers, and our editors in the news section, just because there's so much important stuff that's happening on campus and everything that our news staff covers is important, but there's so much other stuff that's just got to wait because we don't have the resources to cover it. So those two things are probably the most difficult stuff. And so you're both on the editorial board during the 2016 election, correct? Yes. What was that like? You want to go first? (laughs) (laughs) We both have some great experiences from that. Oh, yeah. My favorite story working at Technician so far. Um, The day before the election, I went out and covered both Donald Trump at Dorton Arena and Hillary Clinton at Reynolds Coliseum. Jonathan also covered Hillary with me. But there was a really difficult balance with that, trying to be as objective as possible while also not giving credence to ideas that are just kind of deplorable not to make a pun but and i've got to say that's a problem that's plaguing all news writers and editors across the country during this current political climate but personally i think i did a pretty good job even though covering donald trump he pointed to the press box the area where the reporters sat and said these are the most dishonest people you will ever meet folks they do not tell you the truth (laughs) and 
after that, I had to go out and talk to people and say, I am a reporter. How did you feel about this event? And they wouldn't talk to me. No one wanted to talk to me. And Jonathan, what was it like for you, especially as you were news editor at the time? Yeah, assistant. Assistant. Okay. Um, So what was that like? So it was an incredibly difficult time. Those two nights, the night of November 7th and the night of November 8th, did not get much sleep, maybe one or two hours each of those nights. The election was insane. You know, we're in Raleigh, so we had the, the watch parties for both the North Carolina GOP and the North Carolina Democratic Party. We had reporters at both of those events, and I was kind of going back and forth between both of those events saying, hey, what do you need? Talking to people. You know, we had a problem with getting press credentials at the Democratic watch party. So we were dealing with that. But then we got our reporters in and having a good time. And after that, I came back to the newsroom. It was probably, I don't know, eight, nine o'clock or something like that. And we also had a reporter stationed at uh, the North Carolina Board of Elections downtown. So we had three reporters out in the field, and we also had us in the newsroom, and I was working alongside Rachel, who was the editor-in-chief at the time. We were, as all good reporters do, analyzing Twitter and checking for the latest updates, going through that. And it was at that time, you know, we've got CNN on the TV, we've got Twitter on the thing, yeah, on the, on the thing, the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know those words. And we've also got a reporter at the GOP convention, and he's texting me, and he's saying, it's looking like Trump is gaining percentage points. He's gaining states and, and stuff. And, I'm, and he's like, people are getting very excited. And at the same time, it's looking like the governor's race between former Governor Pat McCrory and the current Governor Roy Cooper are also getting very heated. And we're like, okay, things are getting spicy. So <laughs> things come out, you know, Donald Trump wins. Roy Cooper, we think wins, but it's not verified until a few days later, which made for a nightmare as far as press coverage goes. And it was certainly incredibly shocking, the outcomes, the way they came. But it was also an incredibly wonderful time to be a news reporter, I'll say, just because against all odds, against all polls, Donald Trump won the presidency and our governor's race was a real nail biter, which also confused a lot of people. People didn't suspect that. So we were up all night. I left the newsroom at I think 4.30, but that was election night. The night before, I was, of course, covering the Hillary Clinton rally with Connor. We got barred from entry for a few minutes by the United States Secret Service. So that's... That's always an entertaining story. We got in, so it was all good. And then the next day, I was covering NC State's precinct at Pullen Park. So it was a very busy couple of days for me. I did not stop, didn't really sleep, drank a lot of coffee, but that's how it was for all of our editors and reporters, especially in the news department. And it was, <laughs> it was an amazing time to be a news reporter, I'll say that, even for a student newspaper, which is certainly, I think, just as important for the reasons I talked about earlier. Yeah, if nothing else, you got to love the drama. Absolutely. And you guys just had a paper come out today, right? Right. What are some of your favorite stories that you worked on in that paper? Uh, my favorite in this one is a story on how graduation and retention rates have increased at NC State. It's not like wild and crazy, but it's really important. And it talks about how efforts to help underrepresented groups have been actually succeeding. And there are record numbers. I forget the exact percentages, but it's a really good story about how administrators are doing something successful. Doing their job as administrators, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, and we love to cover that kind of stuff as well as when they don't do their jobs. I think it's equally important. Calling them out on their mistakes. Which is an incredibly important function of the technician to hold administrators and any elected campus officials from student government to the chancellor to everyone in between accountable. And what's another story, Jonathan, that you really liked? 
So the one Connor talked about was a great example of the uh, wonderful stuff our news department's doing. One I particularly enjoyed reading last night that came out in our issue today was in our opinion section. It was actually an op-ed, which we're really pushing for more of. What are what are op-eds? Yeah, so op-eds are written by any member of the NC State community, You know, whether that be a student or a professor, faculty, staff, anyone a part of the NC State community that has something to say. Um, we're trying to really push for more of those coming from faculty members, students, student leaders, members of student government, things of the sort there. And we had one today. He is a uh, recurring op-ed contributor, Dr. Rupert Nacost, a professor here at NC State. And Dr. Nacost uh, submits to us op-eds uh, relatively frequently. I mean, when was the last time we had one from him? It was right after he gave his speech at Convocation. It right. was basically a text transcription of it. Right. And Dr. Nacost always provides, you know, valuable insight. You know, he's writing and a lot of them directly to the students, for students, things he thinks that are very important. And his columns, his commentaries, I've always personally really enjoyed getting in. And so I really like op-eds, pushing them, you know, stuff that's not coming just from our in-house team of opinion correspondents and columnists is nice because that means, A, people are actually reading the paper and engaging in our newspaper and also see us as we are kind of a platform of ideas and opinions and stuff for campus that people can contribute to, even if they're not on our staff. So as a platform, like you said, that gives a voice to students and faculty and anybody that is a member of the NC State community, how do you guys find representation to be in terms of (laughs) accurately representing your student body and your faculty and staff and things like that? Well, we can only be as representative as the people who work for us. And we are always, always trying to recruit people with more diverse opinions on both sides of the political spectrum and also things totally unrelated to politics. You could be completely in favor of, for example, the university housing decision to require all freshmen to live on campus. And we would love more than anything to have two conflicting opinions about the same thing because that is the kind of dialogue that we're trying to get. We call those dueling columns. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Right. Yeah, one of the most important things for us is representation because, you know, we are a student newspaper that needs to be representative of our student body. So we're always looking for all different kinds of representation and all the time looking for those ideas, going to different campus groups and communities, talking with them and trying to be as representative as humanly possible, as our newspaper can be. Because ultimately, a newspaper that is very representative of the people that it serves is a newspaper that's functioning at the best of its ability and a very good newspaper. Are you guys working on anything new this year? So with every new editorial board and every new editor-in-chief, they always have different ideas. They always want to implement new things. Last year, We went down from printing four times a week to printing twice a week. Our former editor-in-chief did that. She also changed the design of our print newspaper, and we currently still keep the design because it's fantastic. But something that we are trying to do more of and currently succeeding in doing more of is pushing our social media as much as possible because news, diversity of opinions, They exist now in our culture, especially to our audience, which is college students in the form of social media by and large. And so we are very active on, you know, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. One other thing that the previous editorial board and especially Rachel Smith, the former editor in chief, did was updating our website. It used to look like it was made in the 90s and now it... Which it probably was. Yeah, that's probably the last time it had been updated. Now it actually looks like it belongs in the year 2017 and it is... (laughs) 
a whole lot easier to include things from our website on social media because it shows up instead of being just an ugly screenshot of a <laughs> web page that, again, looks like it's from the last millennium yeah. to being a nice, eye-catching, sleek visual. Yeah, so that's one of the major things that we're trying to do is really push, push, push our web online presence and our social presence. You know, we're capitalizing big on Twitter, Instagram. My favorite is the IG stories. <laughs> I love I love posting those. They're fantastic. IG. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hip and cool. <laughs> um, so we're, we're really pushing those, pushing those hard. Our Twitter and Instagram handles are at NCSU Technician. Uh, we've got a bunch of great stuff on there. So that's one of our top priorities. That and really focusing on, like I said earlier, being representative of our student body and going to all the links that we can to ensure that those ideas are represented in our newspaper. So those two things are really big pushes of ours. In reference to technology, we talked earlier with C from Wendover about the misconception that print media is over in digital rules. And it seems like you guys clearly aren't anti-digital. You're talking about incorporating social media in your website. But how do you kind of balance respect for both mediums at Technician? And to add to that, um, you guys are also adding sort of an audio component with the new podcast Mm -hmm. as well. So maybe you guys can incorporate a little bit about what that is with the answer to Janae's question. Wonderful. I love I love talking about all the new ways that newspapers are, all the new types of media that they're using. And Technician is currently in this. And the landscape of print media and newspapers in general is changing very, very drastically, very, very fast. Like I said, we used to print four times a week, four days a week. Now we're down to two. And we're really pushing social media and our web presence online just because, you know, the facts stack up that more people read things on web, college students and, and our, our college students that we're writing for read more things through social media and on our website than they do pick up the newspaper. So we're really trying to meet our students that we serve that way by making news and opinions and stuff as easy to consume as possible because, you know, that's our job to get the information to the student body in the way that they need it delivered to them. So we're pushing that big time. And Connor, you want to talk about our podcasts? Yeah, as Sarah mentioned earlier, we are pushing two new podcasts, one for news and one for sports. The news is called, I think... Dialogue uh, Dialogue with Technician. That is a name that has been in the works for a while, but now they finally settled on something. <laughs> um, the sports podcast is called First and Tech, which if you're like me and you didn't know what that means, it's a football reference. First and Ten is like a thing. I don't know, honestly, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's fantastic. It's going to be available on basically every medium through which you can listen to a podcast, including iTunes, SoundCloud, maybe. SoundCloud, SoundCloud, the other big ones, Google Play. And right now we've got some great guests. There was a Twitter poll or something recently where we asked people what they wanted us to post or what they wanted us to talk about in the podcast who would be a good guest, that kind of stuff. And so we're really trying to build up like big names, big subjects to talk about to launch it. Yeah, and that goes into, like I said before, really meeting the students with what they want to hear. And people, especially young people, really love listening to podcasts. I know I certainly do. I start my day off listening to the New York Times and NPR podcasts every single morning. And a lot of consumers of news do the same thing. So we are certainly branching out, trying those different mediums. And so far, so good. So. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, a uh, subtle 
subtle name drop here for us. Um, if you miss any of today's show or any of our past shows, you can find them in a podcast format on WKNC.org slash podcast. Um, and you should be able to listen to any of our old episodes, including this one where we talked to C. Phillips of Windover and Jonathan and Connor of Technician. So to kind of wrap it up, because we got like seven minutes left, what are some of y'all's favorite memories from your time at Technician? Because you guys have about a combined time of around six years between the two of you. So yeah. what are some of your favorite memories? Oh, wow. <laughs> Bit I of a loaded have, question. I know. I have so many. You can, you can choose multiple. You don't have to choose one. Okay. So... Every day, you know, I've been serving as the editor-in-chief since May of this year, and we published in the summer once a week and put stuff online. And every day that I work in the newsroom, every day I work in the office and I work with our editors um, is not a day that I take for granted. I realize how lucky I am to be able to, you know, have the ability to serve in this position, how incredible the editors, the student leaders that I work with are, because, I mean, you can look all around campus, but I, and I might be biased, but I believe that, <laughs> Just you, a won't, little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that you won't find better student leaders than those working for student media, those working for technician, um, because we are all committed to this idea of providing, you know, quality, accountable student journalism to the NC State community. So every day I think about that and how lucky we are as an institution to have that that's one. I'll let Connor go next, but I've got more. <laughs> um, my favorite memory would have to be, I got to see when working on a technician assignment, we talked about earlier, Jonathan and I both covered Hillary Clinton at Reynolds Coliseum. I got to see John Bon Jovi and Lady Gaga perform <laughs> together. <laughs> and that was one of the coolest things that I've ever seen, period. Yeah. Another favorite moment was not even here. I was at, at a journalism conference in Athens, Georgia, at the University of Georgia over the summer. And I was there having the ability to, you know, represent technician and talk with other editors and, and learn stuff. But um, it also goes into working with incredible people because I realized at this conference that there are students, you know, just like us, people in student media and student newspapers across the United States that have the same passion for journalism that we do. And we are not, you know, most of our editorial board is not, you know, studying hardcore journalism. NC State doesn't even have a journalism school. We have a minor and a lot of our editorial board members are minoring in journalism, but we don't have a major. And I think that makes it even more incredible. And it's one of my favorite things working with, you know, STEM majors and chess majors and science majors on the editorial board. And we all come in and we are all, you know, journalists. So, that's one of my favorite things, and I think that's really cool. And, you know, seeing those people and knowing that they're, you know, we're not just a bunch of crazy wackos that want to dedicate all of our time all week to the newspaper, knowing that there are other students across the United States that do the same thing, um, I really like talking with those people as well. This is going to be, again, not to be corny, but every time <laughs> I see someone reading our paper, like, I get so excited. Yeah, I've had, I get, like, the hugest smile on my face and i'm like oh my gosh because it's like my baby. wow there are people actually reading this <laughs> other than us <laughs> what we're doing people actually care about other than us like you said um, and then every time someone comes in wanting to work and they have those like bright eyes and bushy tails and everything <laughs> all the squirrels at nc state want to come work and speaking yeah. of bright-eyed bushy-tailed people who <laughs> might want to work here 
Um, you said that you guys are always kind of torn between what you can cover because there's such a short staff and there's so much going on. If anyone did want to apply, hypothetically, where would they do that? So <laughs> we always need more people. And that was a wonderful segue, by the way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Very casual. Like literally always. Like I can attest, having been assistant news editor last oh, yeah. semester, it, like it, it gets really, really bare. Like you'll yep. end up sometimes like at meetings where like, oh, where are the writers? There's like two of them that yep. show up. Like there's <laughs> Yeah. So one of the most important things we've got to consider is, you know, while if you work for us, you can work however much or however little you want. This is not just a regular club. This is you're a journalist. You know, you're a reporter. So we always need more people and we need more people working news, opinion, arts and entertainment, um, sports, design. If you want to be a copy editor, photographer, we need all of those people. No pre prior training is necessary or required. Um, we've got a staff of fantastic editors that are trained in their art. Um, that'll help you do whatever you want to do. And if you are interested, please just drop by the, the newsroom. You know, we're up here Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Where's and Wednesday here? of every week on Where's the third here? floor of Witherspoon. Um, just come to the third floor. You'll see the technician office. It's it's not... It's kind of hard to miss. It's Yeah, it's, it's not difficult to find. And just come one of those days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday after 5 o'clock, there will be someone here. Those are our live production nights. Or um, if you don't want to drop by or you just want to email someone, you can email our wonderful managing editor, Connor Bolander, at, uh, it's really simple, technician-managingeditor at ncsu.edu. Okay, we're going to go back to some music. Thank you so much for talking to us today, guys. And thank you again to C. Phillips from Wendover. This has been the Oak City Move on 88.1 WKNC. Keep it locked.